So we're back with part two of the topic we have been talking about, which is our kind of stress and mental health, mental and health and eating. We yeah. are eating. That um, makes it better. Eating. Yeah. <laughs> Food makes it all go away. So where I had left off was just the fact that, you know, I was going through a lot of stress from my work and then I didn't know how to deal with it. And, um, I do know that my daughter, who is 11, has anxiety, I feel like and a lot she of doesn't do. know how to cope with it. And she will hit herself, scratch herself, because I can see her face just getting like, she goes blank, and then she gets so frustrated with something, she'll start scratching herself, and then I'll be like, stop it, stop doing that, don't do that. I don't know how to help her cope with it. And if I ask her... Because we did go see a therapist. It was for different reasons. But I just don't feel that therapist worked with her well. And because of that bad situation with the therapist, she doesn't want to go and talk to anybody. And But the only thing is you can go around to different therapists because it's not the right fit mm-hmm. with the first one. Then you can go to the next one. Because yeah. not everybody, but it's hard has with children. Same. No, and I totally agree. But yeah. just let her know that it's going to be a different person, and it'll be a different situation if you still don't feel that. Because it's important to find somebody that she can talk to. Because yeah. if she's already acting like this, mm-hmm. God forbid, what's going to happen later on in, in the life. long run? Yeah, and she's a teenager. Exactly. So you just wanna you still have the the she's still in the impressionable area, uh, stage. Age where she's young enough to accept the help and not be so stubborn about an adult yeah. telling her what to like do or how to do. Like a teenager would do. Yeah, yeah, you know, like she's still more willing, I think, to accept it and maybe yeah. learn to work with it. But she, yeah, you just have to kind of call around and find somebody. And, and sometimes you don't even have to go through like a doctor. You can... Um, you can do it on your own. You can yeah, church, you can find like somebody at a church if you feel more comfortable with somebody like that, or even finding a family friend. Mm-hmm. Just send it, because sometimes it's just talking to somebody that's outside of your normal group. You know, oh, not, are not, you, are you guys trying to say that I should take her on? Yes, she won't though. She won't though. That's the thing. She. There was a the, remember the youth pastor at their school, and he we said they could close. talk, and she said that's my friend's dad. I can't. I don't want to yeah. do yeah, that. So that's and I was like, find somebody outside of the maybe group she needs a she female. Needs, yeah, because yeah. some kids it just you know it does I've, depend on female or male. Yeah, I've asked her too if she would like to talk to the counselor at school. The principal told me she could set up an appointment. I said just talk to her. Just you know tell her anything you want. She cannot tell anybody else that they don't do that they don't go and be like oh i'm gonna go tell everybody nobody else is gonna know and she's like you must hate me if you do that you hate me and i'm like it's not about you you're not Mm -mm. she sees it as you're forcing her to go tie it's punishment and she's gonna get in trouble she probably feels it's not i I mean i try to tell her just go talk to you know it's fine talk to somebody it's not gonna hurt you it will help they give you ideas of things to do you can color right like i had i was starting to talk to a, a, ther- a counselor a therapist because i started pain management for my migraines and 
they had a counselor there and they said everybody who's involved in the program because for the most part the program is to help wean people off of what is it opioids, opioids but i was going to try to figure out i don't take those to to begin with to help my migraines you in and yeah i just sell them i don't use them it's, it's against policy we'll never make any money that yeah. way i can't use my product <laughs> program was to wean the people off who were addicted but I was there for the alternative like the chiropractic and stuff but in order to join the program you had to see the, the counselor mm-hmm. so I had started with him but sadly the program it was you can talk to him for a half hour like once or twice a month mm-hmm. that by the time like so it, to me there that... was not a point to get mm-hmm. deep with him because it would be a month before I talked to him for that you half hour you. Yeah, and it's, how much is he really going to remember? Yeah, with a group full of people, it's like... Oh, group no, therapy. No, it wasn't group therapy. Oh, so that doesn't no, but you, work No, but, you know, everyone. he has a lot of people he had to talk to, and at the time they had just started the program, so it was just him. But it, to get in to start to talk to him, it was awkward. I'm not going to lie. It's awkward talking to somebody because I have been sexually assaulted. And to bring that up to somebody, it's not an easy thing and I don't talk about it ever but I'm sure somebody else has gone through it and needs to talk about that yeah. well you never know what's going on with somebody or what another person is thinking feeling even yeah. or how people get yeah like because nobody knew I cut myself I they did. said they were like nobody I knew that I like I other people that I worked with or my friends or anything, they didn't know because they just saw me as when I'm happy, happy and I'm laughing and, you know, stuff like that. And so they were just like, well, you know, why would you? Well, you're always what? laughing. You're always smiling. That's a, that's how a lot of people hide it, though, yeah. is through laughing and smiling. Well, but yeah, because that's did you humor get... is my defense mechanism what because made... I can't handle. Well, you suck at it. I can't. What made you get to things. the point to where you decided to tell somebody that that you were doing? My that? boyfriend saw it and told me that I cannot be doing stuff, and he doesn't want to see me like that. And he said, "You need to get help. Let's get you some help." But I want you to tell your parents. Okay, because sometimes people don't know or have anyone to talk to mm-hmm. to get the help yeah. or. Um, yeah, I'd say, like, my husband, you know, he has depression, and um, and you wouldn't think that. Same thing. Yeah, He's you He's that happy. Even I was shocked when he said he had depression um, because he told me, you know, I want to be happy. I should be happy, but I'm not. I feel nothing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so you don't really know what someone is going just by looking at someone and the way they act. I feel right. like that. Right now, um, I'm trying to cope with the, I'm overeating and I'm emotionally eating because I don't want to cut myself because I don't want to give anybody a reason to take my kid from me. To say, you know, you're kind of crazy. Do people well, you do, are, but. People do look at you like that. Like, oh, you know, you, you know, they want any reason 
whatever, I'm not a bad mom because I did that. I didn't do it when I had her. And even if I did do it now, it I wouldn't let her a bad person no. for see it. No, because I had postpartum after I had Hannah, and that was really hard because the first person that told me was an ER doctor. The, the ER doctor, when I took her in for her colic, says, oh, I think you have postpartum and you need to go talk to somebody. It's, And, yeah, you think people are going to judge you because I just had a baby and it wasn't a postpartum where I didn't want to hold my kid. It was depression. And I think it links back to, you know, what everything I've been through. Cause they say, once you've had depression in your life, you're more apt to get postpartum. Mm -hmm. So with my first daughter, I didn't get it or they, you know, people asked, did you have it before? I said she had health problems. So if I did, I didn't, have recognize time to it. Have it I didn't have yeah I didn't have time to deal with that and I wouldn't have noticed the symptoms because I had so much on my plate with her whereas Hannah I had post really bad postpartum she was colicky she had acid reflux so that didn't help it and mm-hmm. I was kind of dealing with it all by myself and I didn't see a therapist at the time because the one that they found me she couldn't work with my schedule so when you're in the middle of it sometimes and somebody's telling you go get help, it doesn't work out, you kind of give up mm-hmm. and you kind of walk away from it. So I dealt with it the best I could. I mean, it lasted well into two and a half, three years. It doesn't go away postpartum, even though they think it's just the baby phase. Mm-hmm. It stays for quite some time after, I'd say, to you know, at least till she was three, I dealt with postpartum in different ways. That's hard. That's why I really wish that our society would be more um, accepting of people going to therapy because I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. It can be beneficial to anybody. Anybody, it could make them a better person. It could make them understand more about themselves, more about other people, how to interact with other people. I mean... We all pretty much work with, like, people, so, and you encounter people on a daily basis, so why not have somebody to talk to and become a better person, you know? So you don't have to do stuff behind closed doors and then not want to talk to people because you feel ashamed or embarrassed Mm -hmm. because people are going to tell you you're crazy when you're not. You're just a human being. We deal with way too much stuff nowadays that every everybody has issues and everybody deals with things differently and sometimes you don't know how to deal with things i think they need to offer therapy because a lot of people including myself even with insurance you can't afford it and they need to make it um more affordable and more they, easily yeah easily accessible uh, yeah. to people because it's not they do no, even it's very hard it's <laughs> It's a hard process, and it's like sometimes, you know, you go and you have maybe that somebody that you can talk to as a friend or whatever, but sometimes you, you feel like to. you're dragging them down, like you're telling them, and they're, they could be like, like you know, like, Downer. yeah, that sounds, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, but then they're, they might be thinking in their head like, oh, my God, why did I answer the phone? Why am I talking to you? And then sometimes I feel like that because right now, I feel like I am in a dark place. Like I have no feelings about anything. Like someone will tell me something and I'm just like in my head thinking, 
so I have problems too and I don't want to feel like that yeah and I don't want people to like not want to tell me something or say you know hey can I talk to you or something but I feel so depressed right now and so stuck it's like I I feel like I'm like in a hole and the hole just keeps getting deeper and I don't know how to get out of it even eating I thought this group adventure we're doing would benefit the four of us as well as anybody listening because at a certain point like I get it I I feel like like I don't I lost myself somewhere yeah exactly and you know it sucks because with two kids it's it's hard to go say okay let me go find myself yeah (laughs) how do you do do that you can't when you're financially you know not in the best situation sometimes and it's hard because i'm thinking okay how do you go and find a new hobby or what do you do when you have i don't have time you have no work and you have you know, it's not like the movies where they say, oh, I'm going to go find myself, and they go on these trips, and they travel, and, you know, oh, they come back refreshed. That's not life. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? So I figure maybe if we can start talking. You can help other people uh, out, too. It, it would benefit us to get it out because, you know, like even people say, write it down. At least it gets it out of you. Well, I didn't have time when the counselor told me that. <laughs> write it down. Where do you want me to be writing this? Yeah. In the car, I'm driving. You know, with my kids, I can't. I have to take care of them. I don't have a time to sit. Be- he says, we'll do it when they go to sleep. Well, I want to go to sleep. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and so two, it's a little different. It's hard. when, And when you're, like, a mom and then you have, like, for example, my husband has issues, sometimes you feel like you don't have time to deal with your own issues because you're dealing with everybody else's issues and they're coming to you or you're trying to help them and you're like, well what do I do about mine when I'm dealing with everybody, everything? You put them on the back burner. That's and, what I do. And, and everything is put on them. you. It's like, what do you do when you're overwhelmed with this, with finances, with whatever they're going through, with life? Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to be a mom yeah. and to be a woman. Well, um, and I'll tell you guys, like, I have two jobs, I have two kids, and I am a single mom, so I do all this stuff by myself, um, and I try to, hiking is one of my big things, and writing things down, because that's what therapists have told me in the I past can't even well. make a grocery list, seriously. Oh, I can write <laughs> novels, like, mm. I write and write and write Does and it write, help? and it helps me go to sleep I barely sleep I only sleep like three to four hours a night so I'm constantly like writing things down or going on hikes and it clears my mind and I'll take the kids with me so that um, it's interaction with them as well because you can't really not have them when you're a single mom kind of thing like I do have certain weekends off which are nice and that's when I'll go out with my friends and clear my head and that helps as well Because you need to be around other people and then you need to have strong support where they are going to listen. Like I have another best friend that I know I can call her at and I've called her for anything. If I'm just having a mental breakdown, I need to just talk to you. She will sit there and listen. And um, luckily I have that. I mean, you can't, it's hard when you can't get things out. And um, 
that's why listeners if you guys have any issues like feel free to write them on there so we can talk to you like if you have nobody else to talk to we're here to talk to you like we're here to kind of be your friend or the person that you can confide in because you don't want anybody else to know about it like I think it's important for everybody to have an outlet whether it is like even to hear stuff that we're going through maybe someone else is going through and they can not feel alone like Mm -hmm. oh I'm not the only mom that or I'm not the only single mom or I'm not the only Mm -hmm. wife whose husband is depressed and you feel like you have to do everything because they can't Mm -hmm. and don't cope Um, because you'll you'll find you'll come across people that think that you have it all together because I had an old old co-worker and um, I was talking to the other girls and I was telling them, you know, well, I'm going through depression right now. And it's because our dad had died and I was acting like I had everything put together and I still haven't gotten over it. Like, I haven't dealt with it. And I cry in the shower. I cry on my way home from work. And she was like, why are you depressed? And I kind of looked at her, and the other girls kind of looked at her, too. And I was like, um, I just lost my dad. And she's like, oh, you've been acting like you're fine. Well, I have to. I'm at work. You know, or I'm out in public, and people look at you weird if you're... I'm sure they look at me when I'm... That's why I don't look at people when I'm driving. Anyways, it's because I'm having a mental breakdown. And, you know, I don't want them, like looking at me like oh my god get away from that girl she's crazy they don't know what i'm going through i'm just driving home but we've cried in many a store aisles by myself with a shopping cart in the corner i yeah my first mental breakdown after my dad died was the thing the first thanksgiving without him i was in the grocery store and everybody was shopping doing their thanksgiving shopping and it just it hit me like it hit me but there it just really sunk in Mm -hmm. and I remember going down to the cookie aisle and crying and I remember I was texting my family my sisters somebody like I cannot stop crying Mm -hmm. I'm hiding in an aisle where maybe not many people are and you know people are probably looking at me like you know like she can't decide what cookie she wants she's down here crying <laughs> and, and crying, crying over it god she's really crazy <laughs> really crying over that spilled milk <laughs> but it's true you you don't know what, other what people are someone else is going through mm-hmm. and i know that i have a lot of issues in my life that i'm going through and i know when i go to work mm-hmm. those issues are become like I don't have them. I have to sit. You know, I have to put on my work face. I can, you cannot bring your problems to work. No. I talk to my coworkers. Some of them, mm-hmm. some of them, some things I choose to keep to myself. Because I keep a lot to myself. And there's I some think people because I feel like me. some people I can talk to about this, and other people I don't want them to know yeah. because I do feel that sometimes people judge. They will judge, yeah. And they don't understand what it's like to go through this if they've never gone through something. So yeah, like you said. Sometimes you need somebody that you can say and talk to about anything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't want to tell other people because you don't want to put that on some people. Because mm-hmm. you know who who can handle it and who can't. And 
yeah, there's, well, like I went after dad died to the doctor because I had a doctor's appointment with my primary and I got in there and I just started bawling. And she said, well, what happened? And I told her and then she started bawling because her dad died, mm-hmm. like not that much longer before ours. And, you know, it's, she, she understood and it was nice to have somebody understand um, yeah because you know she said her dad died out of nowhere as well you know it was like not <laughs> he went to bed and he didn't wake up her father and so uh, it was she understood like what i felt. was going through yeah. at the moment and so it was you know it was nice to have that moment you know somebody else that to was... understand exactly how you felt because she just went through it Mm-hmm. And you know, because if you don't you know, can't explain what it's it to somebody until it happens to them. Because, but then you also see if it happens to somebody else, then you kind of know how you felt and how you want to help, help them. them. Like mm-hmm. I remember, you know, after the funeral, then everyone stopped calling and stopped asking how we were doing they just stopped because it doesn't affect them Mm -hmm. the way it affected you and so with um i know somebody else that had a situation similar and you know i made sure i was texting her and asking her how she's doing and you know even though even after the fact because it's like it didn't just because the funeral's over and everybody went home doesn't mean you don't you feel different about it it still hurts the same and you still have to deal with it so it is nice to be able to you know be a little more supportive with somebody else who was in the same situation and be like you know two weeks later a month later how are you doing even a a year later we didn't understand that prior you know to people that have lost their parents we didn't know how to you don't know how to handle it how to be there for somebody during that but now that we understand that now we can do it for somebody else because we get it yeah you don't have to be like all every day calling them and you know let me talk let me talk just a simple something like a week or two later or a month later just asking you know how are you doing how's everything going and you know we're still thinking about you. Mm-hmm. With anything. But, it, yeah, with yeah. anything, like, if any kind of loss or, or any kind of traumatic event, you know, well, I keep, wish keep I in touch with somebody. told and... somebody about what happened. At some times I do wish I had been able to open up to people. But since I was so young when it happened, there was a guilt with it. Like, I didn't want to burden anybody else. Because had I said something, people might have reacted in a way that would have gotten them in trouble, and then I would have felt like it was my fault. But you shouldn't feel like that way. I shouldn't have, but I was young. I yeah. was 17. Yeah. Yeah, nobody knows. And you, don't, you don't know how you're going to react to something or how something is going to affect you until you actually go I through it. I didn't tell anybody until I was 24 what happened. And that's only because I had a breakdown and Carrie had to come get me from work. (laughs) Otherwise, it wouldn't... uh, I don't think I would have ever said anything about it. And it's still hard to talk about, even though it shouldn't be. And that's what sucks, is it shouldn't be hard. 
but it is. Well, for me, I don't talk about my feelings hardly at all. And you should. You you don't. I don't. I know that you're very... I'm a closed off person. You don't have no, you... I have no feelings. That's how I feel. Not that I don't think that you have no feelings, but I noticed that you... You're very... I try to wall up. Yeah, I do. And I try to deal with everything on on my own. I will... There are certain things that I just... I don't talk about my feelings hardly. I mean, once in a while, I will. Um, I'm not an emotional person, per se, anymore. Um... I'm I'm stubborn in a way too because I will not borrow money from people. What made you? What do you think made you become where you put your feelings deep down and you don't deal with things? I don't know, honestly. Because I've noticed that. I don't you, know how long the last it's few been. Years where you I was gonna don't. say because it's changed recently. It like not recent recent, but. You were a totally different person when we used to hang out with mm-hmm. you when you were younger. Oh, like, yeah, I was I feel you carefree were more and carefree, and, I mean, me and open. you were, like, twins, like, yep. yeah. crazy, like, mm-hmm. um, like, I, I was I fun. Yeah. And people, now, people, people, people. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I was people. not. Yeah. Now you hold now I'm, persons at concerts and say, when are we leaving, Lisa? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that, and even though, like, when I take my daughter to the amusement park because we have the season passes and we go, I'm not, I feel like I'm not there to have fun. Like, I feel like we got to get there right before it opens. We got to go on these rides and then we have to leave at this time. Like you and I'm not having fun. Schedule, like you have to see, do but this. I think, yeah. So maybe you might need to see somebody. I do need to, to see somebody. stuff mm-hmm. out. I feel like it would benefit me um, to be able to talk to someone. And because. Counselor. But also, I have a lot of resentment towards some people, and I don't want to name any names, but um, I have a lot of resentment, and I feel like I'm getting to that point where it's like, I don't care. Your resentment (laughs) towards them is going to eat you alive. It is eating me alive. It's not hurting him at all. It is not. That's the thing they tell you is you can be so angry you can mm-hmm. be so mad at people and it's not affecting them because first of all yeah. they don't even know that you're yeah. mad or angry mm-hmm. at them and they're going on their merry little life in their way and you're the one that is suffering suffering and mm-hmm. i'm staring at them through a window with a with, with a mask on <laughs> like i will get you one day i will get you but that's something well, that's like, what you need to talk to somebody about you need to get it out um, cause maybe hearing it from us isn't really helping you. Cause we've told you, and we're too but close I think we're too to close to, for you to listen. Yeah. Because you will take it as more being mean. naggy or yeah. we're naggy sisters well, and friends. And the thing is like, you think that Alyssa doesn't feel any of this like negative I energy, she but she does. She's picking up on it mm-hmm. and I'm far from perfect, but I've had to deal with all the issues that I go to. Mm-hmm. Go through. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have. Eating you grapes. <laughs> I have plenty of things that I have to go through. I have people that are constantly trying to bring me down, and I have to fight against that because I don't want my kids to be in that environment. I don't want them to have to 
live like that. I want them to have fun. I want them to have their mom present and enjoy life. And like those two kids are like what keeps me from not being depressed or sad or like, oh, my life sucks. Like everybody has issues. We are all going to have issues. We just have to learn to work through them. And I don't think any of us thought, oh, this, this is, is how, how life would be, be oh, turn out. Like, this isn't... Yeah, when, when I was in high school, did I ever think this is the situation right? that I was going to be in at this point in my life? Where's I, my yeah. picket fence? That's exactly. Where's my Prince Charming? <laughs> uh, comes home on a I horse pick, yeah. every night and um, feeds me grapes They're and like, tells um, me princess. They're like, you pick horrible men. <laughs> so you don't get a Prince so Charming. he rode up on a donkey <laughs> instead of a horse. <laughs> he is a dog. Yeah. No. I just like I don't know it really sucks but I mean we just have to learn how to deal with it but I honestly I think therapy helped me a lot and I had to go to different therapists well I have a PPO so I can't afford <laughs> anything I might as well yes, pay out they, of pocket yeah maybe you're, you you're should so pay out of pocket there are there are there, you know, there are counselors and stuff that will work on a sliding scale. Yes. and uh-huh. I have called many and of not them charge you much. before we had insurance for my husband that will charge you based on your income. Yeah, you should and, do something like that. And yeah, yeah, because do, I don't feel like there is a free grief counselor. It's out here that you can go to. You just have to be willing to do it. Just start. Start somewhere. Mm-hmm. It is awkward, though. I mean, it is the first time or the first of couple course. times you feel kind of like, hmm, yeah. okay. I and think we it's all have, like, easier, our guard yeah. up the first time you go oh, to yeah. see somebody. Because you feel like, awkward. Like, they're judging you. have to fill them you. out. Like, yeah. mm, so are you going to go this way or are you going to go that way? And it is uncomfortable having to say, like, um, this just isn't working. You know, like... We're not working out. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not like, you. It's not it's me. I'm breaking up with my therapist. I need a new one. Don't call me. I'll call you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we have to because that's our... That's what's going to benefit us is finding the right fit, the right person to talk to and make us better. And then it's better for your child mm-hmm. and then it's better, better for, for your job. Because honestly, I would like to work out my situation that I have at home. Um, I would like to work it out. And I feel like I have so much resentment right now when I go home that I don't even bother trying because I'm just like, I'll try to be, you know, work it out. And I'm just like, whatever, but I'm not here to serve you. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Can't well, be a no, one-sided relationship. It, being worked out on the other side, it's me. A lot of times I'm putting my wall up and I'm just like, hmm, no, can't do it. And there's times that where. Are not being certain things that aren't being met Mm -hmm. that probably should be met to help you out so maybe you weren't struggling financially Mm -hmm. and because I'm telling you this because I'm a single mom I pay for everything like I don't have anybody helping me I would be livid if I had somebody living with me and they weren't helping me that would make me so much more stressed like please get out of my house please let me do this all myself because I'm doing it all myself like, having that extra person as an adult, like, not willing to participate and help out, like, it's really frustrating. And that's only me. Because you may be able to deal with that kind of stuff, and I have friends that are able to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But then I see when they have breakdowns and they're crying and they're trying to hold back all their feelings, I'm like, yeah, see, it's actually affecting you, too. I mean, it's not... 
I think it's just because we all grew up wanting the picket fence and the family. And I didn't think I was going to be a single mom um, with two baby daddies. Like, <laughs> I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought I was going to meet the man of my dreams and we were going to get married. We were going to have excellent careers. We were going to have it all. But, I mean, I have the excellent career. I have my beautiful children. I have a house to live in. I mean, I have everything. I just don't have that husband. And, yeah, sometimes it's lonely. But I'm not going to settle for somebody who's going to bring negativity to my life instead of bringing positivity. Like, if you're going to make my life better, then great. Come on in. If you're not, I'm not going to deal with it. And, unfortunately, I pick men that aren't going to bring positive vibes. They're not going to help. They're just going to create more drama. And the therapist that I talked to said it's because I am a giver. So You are I, a giver. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, I'm not saying. I'm saying <laughs> it in a. Come on. Damn girl's a slut. No, I um, You're just because of the way you are. You yeah. are a giver. You're a very nice person, and you're very giving. Yeah. And, you know, she gives nice gifts. Yeah, but it's just, so that's what they said. That is my flaw, is maybe I don't even know it, but I pick projects. So I'm going to pick this guy to date because maybe he's not emotionally there. Maybe he's a bad father. Maybe whatever. It keeps you busy. It keeps me busy, and I'm like, oh! I am going to be that person that's going to make change, him change. Yeah. And they don't change. change. Unless and they, want they never to. change. Never. Unless they want they to. never change. And they will try to convince you even when they're not with you. Oh, look at me and my happy little life. I changed. <laughs> and you're like, no. I know exactly who you are because I was there. I used to be there. They are not going to change. They just found somebody that will put, put up, up with, with their... It. And it's because of the whole picket fence. Like, no, because I'm going to be married. Well, like... because that's what we grew up to on TV watching, you know? The Cosby family, they're perfect. perfect. Uh, and too, well, if you know, they're... You, like, you grew up... We grew up in a good family, a good yeah. house, so you assume we that's had how good everything's going to be. We had a good childhood. Your parents are and... together, you're going to get married, and you're gonna everything's going to be good. Yeah. But it doesn't... And I guarantee you, our way. parents all wanted that for us as well. I mean, I'm sure my dad's not happy <laughs> that I do not have that Prince Charming. But, I mean, I would hope he's happier that I'm happy. You're self-sufficient. Yeah, I'm self-sufficient. I'm Because ha- they made me like that. Like, <laughs> it's not my fault <laughs> that I can do it all on my own. They made me like that. Um, instead of settling for somebody who's going to... Just because they're there. Yeah, just so I can say, oh, I have a husband. Look at my ring. Like, oh, yeah. I know people that have rings on their finger because they bought them. Not because their husband put any effort or anything. They literally bought them from their paycheck. And they wear it just so that they can provide this facade. That everything. Are they married or no? No, they are married, oh. but they bought <laughs> it because their their husbands oh. don't work. Oh, uh, okay. Or they want I would a... have one from Rent to Own. <laughs> I would have to make monthly payments on. They're a lot more expensive there. Oh, yeah. Right? They're $1,000 a week. I'm like, oh, that's how much they cost in car. <laughs> You're like, oh, wow. I'm they all paper happy. ring for me. I'll You're make like, it. How much is that little one over there? Yeah. <laughs> that that one that's like in the trash area. Is that for sale? <laughs> 
take that. I'm not picky. I'm not picky. I mean, I mean, I recently just bought a couch for $98. And I wasn't picky. I like looked at it and I was like, I'll take this. The guy's like, well, there's a, you know, man's face painted on the back. And, um, and I will take it. Yeah. And then I realized I don't have a truck. I'll still take it. So I still bought it. I was like, I'll take it. Wrap it up. I'll take it. And they're like, how are you getting it home? I'm all, oh, really? So uh, she just rented something for $500. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the couch actually costed 1000 because I had to rent a U-Haul car. Truck. Truck. And then rent people to carry it upstairs. And then, Could you no. imagine? It's a nice couch, but I had to throw that in there anyways just so nice. we can kind of end our conversation here because we all know therapy is expensive we just talked about that but i am happy about the 98 dollars couch <laughs> and it's not food it's not food. <laughs> but we are gonna have some pie right now so we hope that you'll join us um join us uh, for the pie yeah. no. <laughs> no, 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 no. we don't have that much join us for our next uh episode, episode uh, and hope you maybe took something positive away from part one and part two that or just know you're not alone yeah you're not yeah. alone for sure we all go through tons of stuff we've been through more than than what we've talked about tonight mm -hmm. and there's so much more that can be discussed and you are again welcome to you know send us messages and we can try to help you or you know or even give us topics give us topics we i'm sure we've been through them let us know what you think. Yeah. We would love to hear from try people. And, yeah, and try and keep positive. We need positive vibes out there in the world. There's enough negativity with everybody. So, so yeah. well, we'll enjoy yeah, some pie. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. See you next time. Cause therapy is because expensive. therapy is expensive, we'll talk later.